Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. The retirees take a stand. One thing I notice whenever I travel abroad is the high public recognition and respect they have for their armed forces. At the airport, they give priority to their active and former members, together with the most vulnerable, pregnant women and persons with disabilities. This may seem no big deal, but it inspires so much patriotic envy and respect. It's something which, I have always thought, we could practice in our country, without any hassle or extra cost. For this reason, I was genuinely pleased to see Vice President Sarah Duterte and some of our political and civic leaders pay official tribute a couple of days ago to our Filipino soldiers. This should be properly institutionalized. I also would like to see our former military officers keep their honored place in society after their years of active service. While they are in the service, our soldiers are prohibited by the Constitution from getting directly or indirectly involved in partisan politics, except to vote. But once they are out of the service, they are as good as any other civilian professionals and should be free to use their own skills and expertise to pursue various political, economic, social and other activities. This is what I hope we should be seeing right now. Since the group of retired General and former Department of Information and Communications Technology, DICT, under Secretary Eliseo Rio, former National Movement for Free Elections, NAMFRAL, Chairman Gus Lagman and former Financial Executives Institute of the Philippines, Finex, President Franklin Yuzik raised some statistical issues about the results of the 2022 presidential elections, it has been completely ignored by the mainstream press. That has not changed. But a group of retired military officers, Cavaliers, led by retired PMA Colonel Leonardo Dingo Dano supported the group's call for an open inquiry into the case. They asked the Commission on Elections, Cumlec, to demonstrate how it was able to count 20 million votes during the first hour after the voting closed on May 9, 2022, when all their own time and motion studies showed it could only transmit about half that number or less, given the fact that it had to accomplish nine time-consuming administrative tasks before it could begin actual transmission from the vote-counting machines, VCMs. To validate Cumlec's official figures, they asked the poll body to produce the VCM transmission logs to show when the votes were transmitted in real time. O'Donnell threatened to impeach the Cumlec commissioners if they failed to produce the transmission logs. Reacting to this threat, the Cumlec promised to deliver the logs to the group, causing the latter to abandon its threat. Upon close inspection, however, the transmission logs turned out to be reception logs, which were a different animal altogether. Then new information surfaced to the effect that the Cumlec used one private IP, internet protocol, address for 20,300 modems to transmit all the election results, and that the transparency server reportedly received the votes at least one hour before they were actually transmitted. All these claims are subject to verification. I dare not take anybody's word for it. Given the size of Marcos Jr.'s unprecedented majority of 31. 6 million votes, and the unqualified acceptance of his victory by all those who ran against him in that election, no one has dared to claim the election was a farce. And no one has proposed any theory on how Marcos Jr. managed to run away with it without anyone reining him with tomatoes. But a large number of retired military officers, beginning with major generals from the Philippine Military Academy to the ROTC vanguards at the University of the Philippines, have signed a manifesto for truth and justice demanding answers to the most difficult questions about the elections. Their numbers are growing and they are deadly serious in their quest. I cannot and will not try to predict how this story will end. But I will not discount the possibility of our retired military corps taking the first bold steps to organize themselves into a political group to take the place of the politicians that have corrupted themselves beyond our wildest imagination.
Not a few will perhaps want to take a leaf from Baguio City Mayor Benjamin Magalong, the former Philippine National Police Deputy Director General, who has become one of the latest talking heads in government against corruption. Others will probably want to build on the reported efforts of the new PNP chief to prevent the country from becoming a den of vices for the underworld. Some are said to have suggested that the retirees organize the equivalent of Indonesia's military party, Golkar. I am not sure they are prepared to go this far. But I will not be surprised if they test the limits of what is possible under the constitution. Whatever lives they had lived before, these former military men will want to live a second life to respond to the monumental challenge of the moment. I could be completely wrong in this, but if I am right, I hope we are prepared to cope with it. Fstadat at gmail.com